Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, college athletics fans across the nation and around the world. This is Tim May with a special edition of the Tim May Podcast. It's actually a universal uh, world. And when it comes to Ohio State athletics in this special time every well, now it's every five years, uh, the Olympics are coming around, and Ohio State's going to be represented by 26 current, former, or and in one case, uh, incoming athlete in the Tokyo Games, which is was obviously uh, delayed from last year to this year. Hopefully, it's going to take place as scheduled in Tokyo this coming month. But uh, the bottom line is Ohio State has 26 rep- representatives by far a record for the Buckeyes, the previous being 19 uh, several years ago for the Rio games. But what sets this one apart? I mean, these 26 represent 12 countries. Uh, There are uh, nine from the United States, six from Canada, two from Greece, and one from France, Italy, Mexico, the Netherlands, New Zealand, Sierra Leone, Spain, Sri Lanka, Trinidad, and Tobago. And there will be nine sports represented in this in this group, uh, including six rowers, five from track and field, four fencers, (laughs) three swimmers, uh, two two gymnasts, two synchronized swimmers, two shooters. Yeah, watch those shooters. One soccer player and one wrestler. And that wrestler is former Ohio State Buckeye and uh, gold medalist uh, Kyle Snyder. Everybody knows about him. But uh, the bottom line is Ohio State is going to be well-represented and the reason I wanted to do this special podcast, I got to talk to two of the athletes that are headed to- Tokyo way uh, here shortly. Uh, one of whom is Adela- Adelaide Aquila. Uh, that's easy for me to say. I know Adelaide Aquila. Uh, all she's done is just tear up the shot put world this past season, especially has become a major, uh, a major uh, force on not just the, uh, college scale, but also internationally. Um, she has a best of 19.12 meters, which if she gets into that realm and a little bit higher in Tokyo, she has a plant. She has a definite chance of meddling. But uh, she is coached by uh, Ashley Kovacs, and the tie-in there, Ashley Kovacs, is the throws coach for the Ohio State track and field team. Adelaide has just finished her senior season, but she has one more season of eligibility remaining, and she plans to take that. But Ashley Kovacs also coaches her husband, Joe Kovacs, who just so happened to be the silver medalist um, in the uh, Rio Olympics and is qualified for this year's games. So uh, Adelaide has a lot going on. And when you consider that uh, she won the indoor and outdoor Big Ten titles this year and the indoor and outdoor NCAA titles this year and placed third in the Olympic trials recently. So she is world class by every stretch of the imagination. And the other person got to speak to a uh, special occasion in Ohio State uh, recently was Alec Yoder, a former member of the Ohio State gymnastics team. I think he's been out for two seasons now, two years now. But uh, he qualified on the pommel horse for the uh, for the Olympics. And uh, we'll get into the pommel horse, why this native of Fisher 
Fishers, Indiana, right outside Indianapolis, uh, why he became especially uh, good at riding the pommel horse, so to speak. Uh, actually, you never ride it. You do everything but uh, sit on it. But uh, he's become world class in that regard. And uh, so I just thought it'd be an interesting little conversation here with, the, with these two Ohio State Olympians. And uh, let's start off with Adelaide Aquila, um, a very engaging young lady and uh, who has really come into her own in the last three, three, three seasons of throws. And uh, you, you'll hear her get into detail of what's, what's made the difference for her, not the least of whom is the person I call the, uh, the shot put whisperer, uh, her coach, Ashley Kovacs. Adelaide Aquila, you're you're basically weeks away from going to Tokyo for the Olympics. Just give me just your sense of excitement, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it's a really awesome opportunity to compete for Team USA and represent the whole state of Ohio, especially Columbus and Ohio State. You know, I'm really excited to head out there and do my best in my performance and continue to improve my technique and level of uh, throwing. So. You know, you've had a hell of a year. You've won almost every award you can win, the Big Ten, <laughs> Ohio State, you know, Athlete of the Year along with Justin Fields, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But uh, what you have done quietly, well, I don't know if quietly is the right word. <laughs> you've become world class. <laughs> yeah. well, what is it like to think about you were, you were shot putting, what, 16, 16 something meters a couple right. of years ago. And now you're in that world class realm of 19 plus. Mm -hmm. It's really, uh, like I said before, a whirlwind of emotions and everything but i'm super grateful to be able to compete at this level and have my coach right there beside me she's been the leader of the the train for the whole time through so to have her there and her support from her her husband and then everybody around me is awesome and i i still haven't processed everything that's yeah. happened so far so it's real it's really great yeah coach kovacs i would refer to her as a, a shot put whisperer <laughs> is that true oh yeah she's she's definitely one of the best coaches in the world I'm, I'm obviously a little biased but i think that she really can develop a lot of people even if they're like high class out of high school or if they're a walk on like me you know that she really has the ability to create anybody and really hone in on their strong suits and make them a world class thrower. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, you talked earlier, you were talking about, you know, you were targeting Paris in, in four years. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what has just come right in the last year and a half for you, just from a technique standpoint, which mm -hmm. I would think has meant as much as anything else to your rise, right? right? Yeah, we've really focused on creating like a fluid throw through my form obviously like there's two different forms for um shot put there's the glide and then there's the rotation which i do yeah. so we really focus on what makes throws for me and that might be different for somebody else but we really focus in on like creating the perfect throw for myself so throughout the past year two years we've really just focused on that and creating something that I'm comfortable with and continuing to improve it. Yeah, I was going to say the rotation method seems to really take in mm -hmm. torque into consideration, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's like, like a golf swing and stuff. I and mean, what, mm -hmm. uh, give people an idea of just the energy involved in something <laughs> like that. And it's, and it's all sudden burst. Oh yeah. It's, it's weird. Cause a lot of people think throwing is just all with your arms, but yeah. it's just really a follow through. Like you said, in golf, it's not really like, focus on your arm or anything at all it's all from your legs and hips and everything so in the weight room we'll do a lot of 
leg movements to just strengthen them and then a lot of like hip strengthening stuff just to make sure we're really getting the most we can through our form. Yeah. From the ground up is basically yes. what it is, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 My wife was a high jumper way back when for Ohio State and stuff. And it's really funny. Everybody thinks you just go out there and hop over something. No, it's there's a lot more involved. Oh, yeah. I want to get you this real quick, though. You go from 16 to 19. When was it? When was it that that give me an insight of that moment where you realized, wait a minute, I've got this in me, you know, <laughs> my junior year. It was during our max out week in I want to say November, right before we go home for Thanksgiving. I had a couple good throws at practice, and then I was on my last one. I was like, all right, you're going to do good on this one. And then it just all clicked right there, right then and there. And I had like a two-meter practice PR, and it was a really great feeling. It was just everything come together, and I was like, all right, here we go. <laughs> so so like, like, like a golf swing, you know, you, do you summon that feeling every time? Do you kind of try to summon that? that sense of how it all came together each mm -hmm. time and just yeah. explain to people what you're thinking just before you turn when i'm going into competition or like the night before competition i will picture the throw from like my perspective yeah. so i'll picture what i want to feel when i'm setting up the ball how i want to feel the ball on my neck how i want to feel my legs set and then i'll picture it all throughout the throw just so i'm kind of manifesting almost what yeah. I want to have, what I want to have happen throughout so you, the throw. So you can have like a deja vu moment when yeah, you're in the ring, exactly. right? Yeah. 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 You know, uh, what if you got to, if you got to get to 21, what do you think you got to get to in Tokyo to, to have a shot? I mean, pardon, pardon the pun, <laughs> to have a shot at it. Um, to medal at Tokyo, I think it's going to take like 1950, 1970, hmm. somewhere in there. That's, I, it might be way off, but that's just it, what I think is going to take to medal. So I, I don't think it's out of my wheelhouse to do that. But I, like I said, I just need to focus on myself and creating my perfect throw for me. I like that term wheelhouse. Who's number one in the world right now? Um, is it the Chinese lady? Yes. Li Ligia Gong? Yes. She's, yes. she's gotten 22, I think, before 21 something and yeah. stuff. But it's all about that moment, right? Mm -hmm. The day, right? Yeah, it's about seizing the moment and really making sure that you take advantage of the competition and how your body feels. Because obviously, like, it's going to take, everybody's going to feel different on competition day. So it's just really preparing yourself for that moment and showing up to compete on that competition day. Yeah, who knew? Uh, who knew trying to get a, a, t a sweatshirt in high school, which is what you <laughs> tried to do it. Was it Magnificat? How do you say that? Yeah, Magnificat High Magnificat School. High School could lead to something like this, <laughs> where she was trying, ladies and gentlemen, she was trying to like basically right. do all these events so she could get a free sweatshirt and mm -hmm. never got the free sweatshirt because <laughs> she never ran the mile. Yeah. <laughs> but boy, you've gone a long way anyway, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Last thing, are, are you, do you, what's the anxiety level about, you know, what's going on in Japan right now and actually getting to compete? I mean, mm -hmm. what's, what's your sense? Is this going to happen? Uh, we have a lot of, uh, pre-trip like checklist stuff that we have to do before we leave. I think we have to take two COVID tests. Um, USA Track and Field gave us a probiotic that we have to start taking. Huh. So we have to do a bunch of that. And then once we get there, we have, I think we have COVID testing every single day, but we're, while we're there, we're actually only limited to the three places. So whatever is going on outside, I think we'll be fine, you know, cause yeah. we're just limited to our three positions. Hey, last thing, you, you've risen to the occasion every major event mm -hmm. 
every major meet you've been to this year, uh, third in the Olympic trials. Obviously, you dominated the Big Ten and then NCAA. Uh, is there any sense in your mind that you'll rise to the occasion now? I mean, is, does that experience help you as you yeah. walk into this stadium yeah, halfway around that, the world? That experience definitely will help me to um, compete at the Olympic trials, I think. It's a little bit different here because it's just like such a big field and um, there's so many girls who have thrown like pretty far, but you know, I'm just really going to focus on what I need to do in the competition and not focus on what everybody else is doing and all the outside factors because that is what creates like the unnecessary stress and anxiousness in one, the competition. One more quickie because I'm known for that. Uh, how, far will a, how far will adrenaline take you? Adrenaline definitely, adrenaline definitely helps, you know, um, I'm trying to slowly like take, drink less coffee and everything because I'm not sure what the situation over there is and if there's going to be coffee before, but yeah. I usually love a pre-meat coffee, but um, adrenaline's definitely going to help, you know, it's going to be a really great feeling walking into the stadium and being like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> Thank you, Adelaide. Yep, no problem. Thank you. Very interesting young lady, uh, Adelaide Aquila. And as you notice, you know, she's really just getting started. Her target, her target was Paris, which was is going to be three years from now, the uh, the next Olympic game. So she's a little ahead of schedule, but there's no doubt Ashley Kovacs has made a big difference in her performances. Let's move on now to my conversation with Alec Yoder. You know, kind of asked him off the record why he didn't become a race car driver, being from right there near Indianapolis, near Indianapolis. Of course, I was kidding about that, but uh, you know, since four or five years old. He's been he was smitten by the gymnastics bug and uh, and obviously he's taking it places. And as you'll see in this interview, you know, what, what makes a man good on the pommel horse? One of the great disciplines in gymnastics. Uh, we'll get into that and a few other things. Alec, you're going to Tokyo. What's the what's the big thought on your mind right now? Just uh, from a concentration standpoint or a curiosity standpoint, what just keeps going through your brain right now? You know, just the ability to compete is, is something that's going through my mind. I'm, this is something I've waited my whole life to do. I'm just so excited for this opportunity. You know, what a blessing it is that the Olympics are even being held. Uh, to make the team is a dream come true, and I just can't wait to get out there with my team um, and hopefully win a medal for my country. What will you compete in, compete in at the Olympics for your team? Uh, just pommel horse. And so uh, I was selected as the individual specialist. Yeah, and you were you and I were speaking about that earlier, just the pommel horse. What is it about it that was intriguing to you right from the get-go? Um, I'm just, you know, being a tall gymnast, I think it's something that I've always put a lot of time into and something that my lines look really good when I'm seeing pommel horse. Um, so I've always enjoyed it, um, but I know that, you know, I've been pretty good at it over the years. So I just kept trying to master that craft. Just working harder and harder. You know, I've had great coaches over the years, great teammates who have motivated me and pushed me to be better, and uh, I just haven't stopped. Give some people an idea. What is the toughest part about competing on the pommel horse? It's very mental. You know, the pommel horse is very mental. Um, you know, if you if you think that you're off or you, you're nervous, you know, it really affects the way you compete. You know, flying around, you know, the horse on, on one arm is, is something that is, is pretty difficult. But, you know, you, you put in the work, you can master anything. You know, it almost looks to me like on the pommel horse, you almost have to look like you, to have a good routine, you almost have to look like you're out of control, but, but you're yeah. in control all at the same time, right? Right. I yeah. mean, from a speed standpoint. Right. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's all very strategic, so we practice it, but I think from an outside perspective, it definitely looks 
like there's a lot going on and anything could happen for sure. Yeah, you're from Fishers, Indiana, right outside Indianapolis and stuff. When was the first time you got on a pommel horse? I think I was probably like four years old. I wasn't doing very much, but I think that's when I started gymnastics classes. Um, so just, you know, I think that's probably where my love started, even though I didn't really know it then. And when did you know you were good at it? Um, probably in 2012, 2013, you know, growing up and started doing really well, winning competitions in the state, region, and nation. And that's really when I was like, okay, like this, this could be my event. Yeah, you know, I talked to Adelaide Aquila, uh, who's also going to, in, to uh, Tokyo, the Olympics, along with a host of other Ohio State athletes and right. stuff. But what is it like to know that you're world class in something? It's amazing. You know, I've, I've put in a lot of work. So have my coaches. So I have this, you know, this entire university, you know, investing in me and all of these 26 athletes going to Tokyo. So it means the world, you know, being, being world class is something I've always trained for or something I've always wanted. So I put in the work, you know, and, and here I am. And so I'm really excited about that. Who at Ohio State has helped bring out the best in you, would you say? And how much has the experience at Ohio State helped you? Yeah, my coaches, you know. Uh, Casimiro Suarez and, and uh, Rustam Sharapov, uh, my coaches here for the gymnastics team, they've really helped me. You know, they believed in me. They supported me, you know, through the good times and the bad. You know, the athletic department here has been amazing. You know, Gene Smith, you know, Kerry Hoyt, um, Sean Richards, you know, always being there for me, uh, give, you know, getting me anything that I need to make sure that I'm competing um, to be the best that I can. Um, and so it just means a lot. You know, I love this university and they really invest in their student athletes. And, you know, 26 of us going to the Olympics, it really shows that. How prepared are you? Well, I guess what more, what are you curious about, about Japan, about Tokyo, et cetera, that you know, you've been there before, as, we, as right. you and I talked about. Uh, what's the most curious thing about Japan to you? Well, I mean, right now I'm curious to see what, you know, it's going to look like in a, in a COVID, um, you know, secure world. You know, making sure everyone's being healthy. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of time where we are on our own. So I'm really interested about that. I'm hoping I have a good view from my hotel room that opens up a little bit so I can uh, get some fresh air and, and uh, enjoy the sights of Japan. But, you know, either way, I'm just really excited to be there. Is there anxiety about this trip, considering, you know, what they've announced about no crowds, at, at, you know, because they've had a little bit of a, uh, a blowback from uh, the COVID-19 situation and variance. But uh, what is there a little anxiety with you, too? Uh, you know, not so much. You know, I, I train for moments like this every day in the gym. I train with zero crowd. So, you know, at the Olympic Games, it'll feel just like practice. So, you know, I'm not worried about it. would love to have fans and put on a show for people, but I know people will be watching from home. Um, so it's just the same Palm Wars routine, just a different location. So I'm looking forward to it. One last thing. We talked a while ago about you being world class in this now. When was that moment when you knew you could take it to that level? Think back. I mean, that's kind of hitting you sideways a little yeah. bit. But that moment, that meet, maybe you're on the pommel horse when you mm -hmm. suddenly – you know, figured it out. <laughs> yeah, in 2014, I competed at the Youth Olympic Games in China, and I won a, a bronze medal in the all-around, and I think that moment was when I knew I had what it took to compete. You know, I knew I was good at gymnastics, but, you know, competing is a whole different thing, dealing with the stress, um, you know, dealing with the pressure. And so at that moment, I was like, I think I can do it because I can handle moments like this. It was great speaking with Alec, and, of course, we wish him in Adelaide uh, the greatest of success in Tokyo, along with the 24 other uh, current, former, and incoming Buckeyes who will be competing a record number for Ohio State uh, products in the Olympics. And, you know, until next week, this is Tim May with the Tim May Podcast. We'll see you then.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.